This is a Quizable Cast, episode 58A, 2009 Chicago Open Trash Tournament Mirror, round one between unrestricted free agents and Silicon Rage. A 2006 Onion article describes this to Buster Olney, who reveals it during an ESPN chat with Jason Stark and Rob Mayer subsequently admitting to this as well. A real-life sufferer of this had his franchise record for career rushing yards surpassed by Corey Dillon and was a backfield partner of Icky Woods in Super Bowl XXIII. Besides Bengals and Auburn, running, ba- running back James Brooks, another person afflicted with it was a general manager of the... Le- psoriasis? Uh, the heartbreak of psoriasis? I, I don't think so. Um, manager of the Lightning, who won a Stanley Cup coaching the 1993 Canadians. While a better-known sufferer from it was told, the system failed you by Barbara Mikulski and was a pro bowler for the Redskins. Revealed by Jacques Demer in his autobiography, All Spelled Out, for 10 points identified this condition that four years at Oklahoma State didn't correct in Dexter Manley, a condition which presumably doesn't affect the person reading this packet to you. Being illiterate? Yes. Alright, you so Lamar Clutch in the first quarter. Alright. It has been described as its artists being in time and its and its long awaited second part never appeared for ten points each. Name this 1990 album, which opened with the number one hit, Praying for Time, and which also included the incredibly long single, Cowboys and Angels. What genre do we think this is? Is this R.E.M.? Might be country, because kind of cowboy. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of it. I kind of feel this is like a rap album. Okay, pick an artist and... I can't think of anything. Or a cowboy. It's um, Listen Without Prejudice, Volume 1. Listen Without Prejudice was this artist's follow-up to his more successful debut solo album, Faith. Faith? Oh, that's like George Michael, right? Could be, yeah. Is it? Could be. Okay, George Michael? Yes. Uh, Faith included this hit song in which Michael notes that he has had enough of crime and that he will be the one who loves you till the end of time. Oh, I will love you till the end. It's the father figure, I think. Okay, sounds right. Father figure? Uh, yes. So let's talk. Ooh. Hmm. I just know fame. Two. This song inspired and lent its title to a 2005 novel about an erstwhile model named Allison who describes the death of a title character from AIDS. The lyrics to this song refer to a ship called the Empress of India on which a young man once sailed with a picture of a certain woman. It opens with the queries, What goes on in that place in the dark? And... Veronica. Yes, and that's power. We're doing power. Yeah. Yeah. I assume so. Yeah. Yeah. So power. Chicago Open Tradition. So who's everybody? Hmm? These are all Andrea Fa- Oh, it's Elvis Costello. Okay. George Michael Elvis Costello. Good, good to start musically. <laughs> Your bonus. Its second season featured April, a student who has lymphoma, and a nervous executive named Walter for 10 points each. Name this TV, TV show which first... Whose first season starred such actors as Blair Underwood and Melissa George? In Treatment. Uh, the central character of In Treatment is a therapist portrayed by this actor who played Sean Murphy in the classic naval horror film Ghost Ship. It's Gabriel Byrne. 
Better Pool, the Israeli series on which In Treatment is based, starred this actor in the Gabriel Byrne role. This man's father was Israel, Israel's Minister of Defense during the Yom Kippur War. So, was Eshkol Prime Minister or Defense? I, I don't know. Oh, who's... who's Who is it Netanyahu? Does he have any... Answer? Netanyahu. Uh, it's Asi Dayan. It was Dayan. Son of... Moshe Clear. In a pivotal scene in this film, a young hooligan named Carl is dragged out of the car before he can rape a girl and is beaten to a pulp. After which, the character who beat up on Carl gives a knife to that girl and tells her how to use it on a man's leg. An earlier scene takes place at Erewhon Prison, which is located in the ocean to the surprise of a character who manages to escape from it. The final action sequence begins at the funeral of Victor Lazaro in a chapel by the sea, and ends with one of the two principal characters getting harpooned. The plot features a bomb which is meant to blow up the American Bar Association conference at the LA Convention Center. To find out where it is, one character has to go undercover in a bizarre fashion to interrogate Pollux Troy. For 10 points, name this 1997 film in which Nicolas Cage and John... Face off. Yes. You saved two hours of your life. <laughs> well, you're mad, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Do you really wish you saw? Right, your bonus. This man became a vampire in 1918 to avoid becoming a victim to, of the Spanish flu. And not unlike Mike Soros's, his favorite food is... In, is mountain lions for ten points each. Name this vampire from the Twilight series who's the lover of Bella. This Edward. Yeah. Edward. Yes. In this book, Edward converts Bella to vampirism in order to save her from dying during labor. This book also sees the werewolf Jacob become alpha of his pack. How many? I, the only other one whose name I know is New Moon. So we need names of books. So is Breaking Dawn one of the series? I think it might be. Breaking Dawn. Yes. Nice. Breaking Dawn sees this ancient group of Italian vampires attempt to kill the Collins for some stupid reason or other. Edward also asks these vampires to kill him in the new moon. That would be the hard part. <laughs> um, do we have any plausible answers? La Cosa Nostra? Uh, that's a whole to read. Vampire Mafia, I think you're that's, that's not quite as good as vampires, but... <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. A song by Fugazi uh, asks if it wasn't this man who said, yeah, you can shoot me lightly, and implores this man to take out some insurance on me because the singer's sorry lungs are all leaking. Martin Sheen narrated a TV special about this man who decried the kind of romantic paternalism which puts women not on a pedestal but in a cage in 1973. This man is said to have introduced the concept of the chilling effect to a certain sphere of discourse in 1965 that took place in a case involving James Dabrowski. The distribution of an erotic magazine named American Aphrodite inspired him to opine that obscene materials are not protected by the First Amendment in 1957 case Roth v. United States, though he would dramatically expand free speech rights with his opinion in New York Times v. Sullivan. For 10 points, name this Catholic Supreme Court Justice, an influential liberal who served from 1956 until 1990 and who wrote the majority opinion in Baker v. Carr. Black? Uh, no. 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 
Blackman. No, it's Brennan. Brennan. Yeah. He's like the I know it when I see the. That's actually not Stuart. No, okay. He's the yeah, he's, he's, he's the one conservative Democratic appointee by the word. Contact the cases, I guess. This week, Toss up five. Before June's U.S. Open, one native of this country had a much publicized practice round against Tiger Woods and used Woods. Club covers during the tournament, while another native of this country won four British Opens between 1949 and 1957. Besides James Campty and Bobby Locke, one native of this country defeated Cal Nagel in a playoff at Belle Reve at the 1965 U.S. Open on his way to winning one of his nine majors. Prominent active players from this country include one who won U.S. Opens in 2001 at Southern Hills. South Africa. Yeah. Retief Goose. I don't think so. I think he's who? Tom Watson. He's American. He's American. USA. All those white guys. Yeah, I mean, they're all from one of those countries. So. A chance to meet this figure was significant. Was a significant draw at 2006 CBI Nationals. For ten points each, name this first black coach to win multiple NBA championships, excluding Bill Russell's tenure as player coach. All right, so. Um, which, uh, it's got to be like from the 70s. Uh, uh, Casey Jones? Yeah, he did. And Casey Jones? Um, yes. Uh, Casey Jones played with Bill Russell at this West Con- Coast Conference That's School, which the tandem led to undefeated seasons in NCAA championships in 1955 and 1956. San Francisco? University of San Francisco. Uh, Jones ended his NBA coaching career with this team in the early 1990s following its drafting of such, such stars as Sean Kemp. He was eventually uh, ousted to make room for George Carl. The Sonics. Sonics, yeah. Sonics. Super Sonics. Okay, yeah. Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> so Uh, Toss-up six. This man's website uh, notes that his book, Grown-Ass Man, sold sold out across the country and observes that USA Today dubbed him Madison Avenue's most valuable player after a Bud Light had he appeared and landed in, the num- landed in the number one spot during the 2001 Super Bowl. More recently, this actor starred with hit Hallie Joel Osmond and John Leguizamo in a Broadway production of American Buffalo. Sketches about Chef Reverend and the Horny Bears appeared in a sketch comedy program named For This Man, which also featured the talents of J.B. Smoove, which, while he played Coach Robinson, the best friend of the vice principal at Booker T. Washington High School. Uh, Cedric Van Cannon? Yeah. Hmm. Nicole Bear reports saying he's mad at Joe the Plumber. <laughs> Your bonus. It features Jennifer Mor- Morrison and Winona Ryder as the mother of two of its central characters yes. for 10 points each. Uh, <laughs> name this 2009 film, which Jeffrey. proved that the appeal of the Beastie Boys and yeah. Nokia phones will last for centuries. Star Trek. Yes. Um, in 2009, Ryder also appeared in this film based on a book by Brett Easton Ellis, which was the last movie to feature Bre- Brad Renfro prior to his death. So it's not less than zero. Um, 
2009. So it's got to be the two. So yeah. the Brett Easton Ellis tells something about so, drugs or something. Um, teach us on that. Uh, it's The Informers. Okay. Ryder has also recently appeared as Scarlet in this comedy film, which stars Josh Holloway and Sean Astin as friends of a man who goes home to speak at his high school. Well, yeah, what's Sean? The Hansen? reunion, the like the yeah, try it. the reunion. And, uh, stay cool. Stay cool. Oh, I sort of remember that. Oh, how's it? Oh, I'll figure. Clear. Almost on Star Trek. Um, this band's songs. There aren't the. These aren't the droids they're looking for, and. The Bronze appeared on the split CD along with songs by Bieber, and this band's only constant member sang in the artificial language Clocobets on Bargain Healers by Nosfell. One of their songs claims transforming is becoming while requesting a taste of the title substance. Another opens with the line, I'll throw myself away, they're just photos after all. While yet another features a chorus which asks the title figure, can't you find another way, no more live in life behind a shadow? Besides Misfit Love, Go With The Flow, and Little Sister. Queens of the Stone Age? Uh, yes. I'll take that one. Yeah, bro. All the reason I got He told the heartwarming tale of a pervert who keeps calling the same woman in It's Me Again, Margaret, for ten points each. Name this singer of Guitarzan who... Dis- who described the Sheik of the Burning Sands who has a thing with Fatima of the Seven Veils and Ahab the Arab. Is this some play? It's a singer. It's a yeah, it's not like a musician. Yeah, it's a singer. It's a guy who sounds like Answer. Oh, it's Ray Stevens. Okay. This Ray Stevens song sees a man screaming, Ethel, you shameless hussy, when he sees his wife joining in after being flashed three times by the title character. The chorus notes he's always making the news wearing just his tennis shoes. Like, so maybe like Streaker or something. I mean, like he's he's wearing only his tennis shoes. Okay, Streaker. It's the streak. Oh. Ray Stevens recorded a country version of the Errol Garner jazz standard, frequently requested by obsessed fan Evelyn Draper in Clint Eastwood's directorial debut. So this jazz standard. Misty is that what they want? Because there's some okay, songs sure. called Misty for okay. okay. Misty? Yes. Good job. All right. Thank you, movie acknowledgement. <laughs> Scooping in. Um, Toss-up eight. Bosses in this game include Garanga, uh, Bakun, and Sarumarine. And the end of this game featured a bill presented for the player's services. One level in this game features husky and bulldog units and a pyramid, and when one enemy in this game is defeated, he remarks, my beautiful reward, arg. <laughs> one character in this game is pursued romantically by Cat Monroe. That character's nemesis is Leon Powalski. One level in this game is named for a Shakespearean character, Macbeth, and in it, uh, the player has to destroy a supply train in the Landmaster. Pressing Z or R twice in this game allows the player to do the famous barrel. <laughs> Star Fox? Um, 64. 64? Sorry. Yeah. No, you're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was like this. I should have done some supply tricks. It's really good to I mean, it's 1064. Flying around shit and shooting. 
special love question. I think so. Um, in honor of this tournament's beloved namesakes, answer the following about the life and work of German sociologist Ferdinand Tonyes oh. for 10 points each. <laughs> Tonyes wrote an 1896 book on the life and work of this English thinker who gave his name to the protagonist of the short-lived sci-fi TV show Harsh Realm. Um, English thinker. Milton? Locke. Milton. Uh, no, Locke. It's probably not Locke. Hobbes. Uh, Try Hobbes. It's the 19th century, right? It's Locke. Locke. It's Hobbes. It's not Locke. Well, actually, Locke and Hobbes are here. A 1927 study by Tonyes uh, describes this phenomenon as it occurs in Schleswig-Holstein. People who did this in the place other did this in places other than Schleswig-Holstein include wrestler Chris Benoit and singer Ian Curtis. So, like... Chris Benoit, he killed his... Oh, he killed himself, yeah. Murder-suicide? Murder-suicide, then. Murder-suicide? So it's just suicide. No, he killed him, too. Yeah, but... (laughs) Whatever. Thanks to Whatever. Whatever. We're wrong. um, Posited essential and arbitrary types of this mental phenomenon, which drive the Gemenschaft and Gesellschaft, respectively. Intellect. Intellect. Uh, mental thing? Is that what it's like? Yeah, okay. Answer. Intellect. Will. Will. Oh. Okay, wow. Well, okay. well, we, we guessed ourselves out of 20 months. I guess the other one probably was just a suicide. Maybe Andrew Nash would have some philosophy. Philosophy and Supreme Court. This is like the standard of this tournament, so. Toss up nine. This film had its debut in the New York Colony Theater, and it includes a scene in which a cow is lifted up by a winch. One character in this film opens up one of his teeth in order to spit out chewing tobacco, only to have it blow right back into his face. Animals controversially used as musical instruments in this film include a goat who ate a violin and and sheet music for turkey in the straw, a sow and her piglets, and a cat swung around by its tail. The end of this brief work sees the main character forced to peel potatoes by the Captain Pete. Willet. Steamboat Willet. Yes. Oh, that's the Mickey Mouse one, right? Um, yeah. Right. Open his eyes. Be big trouble if he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of peeling potatoes in old Disney cartoons. Moyen Spurlock, the creator of Super Size Me, also b- brought the world this game. Oh, I think there's an intro. What? And so the following about programming, which can be enjoyed on Spike TV for 10 points each. Morgan Spurlock, the creator of Super Size Me, also brought the world this game show in which people are invited to do idiotic things for money. It's not like 30 days. No, no it's, it's not, not a game what show. Do? Um, shit. What's a game show on Spike now? Uh, um, uh, so 100 bucks. <laughs> I bet you will. I bet oh. you will, okay. Muggsy Bogues and Alexi Lawless were among the participants in the first season of this show, which pits the title groups against one another. USC football stars Petro Papadopsi posted the early seasons. Pros versus Joes. Yeah. Um, Spike also aired reruns of this insipid HBO series, which features such characters as Drama, Turtle, and the unbelievably... Yes. Benicio. 
I use the land. Yeah. Twenty. The defining uh, beef in this city's rap scene features one participant whose mother sings the hook on So Smooth for his album The Yellow Tape, while the other's recent single, I Go Harder, quotes a Jay-Z line about this place and references the fact that Tupac Shakur went to school here. This, uh, those antagonists are Bossman and Mullyman. Female rappers from here include Rai Rai and Felicia Pearson, who has also had work as an actress. One of the most infamous products of this city's hip-hop scene claims a certain group should get AIDS in their mouth and featured a cameo by a former resident, Carmelo Anthony, who furthers the ti- uh, titular message to stop snitching. While a namesake... Ca- this is... Memphis? Uh, no. Club music hip hop hip hop influenced by techno. For ten points, identify this city whose violence inspires its residents to claim to live in Murderland and whose music was sometimes featured in the wire. Baltimore. Oh, that's the song. Okay, that's right. Yeah, Carmelo Anthony's from Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No. Answer the following about four members of the awesome supergroup Tinted Windows for 10 points each. James Eha is a founding member, but is probably more recognizable from his time in this Billy Corrigan fronted group, famous for songs like 1979. Smashing Pumpkins? Yes. Tinted Windows features the vocals of Taylor Hansen for him, from Hansen, as well as Bun E. Carlos, better known as the drummer for this band. Cheap Trick. The main songwriter and bassist for Tinted Wind, yeah, Tinted Windows, is Adam Schlesinger, who performed with this band, who released singles like Denise and Radiation Vibe. It's like the same era as. Is this Fountains of Wayne? Fountains of Wayne. Yes. Well done, guys. Does that really count as a supergroup? Tyler Hansen, doesn't that knock you down from the supergroup to... And him made Demi's supergroup. To bubblegum. Mr. Oh, right. Uh, so I have uh, 145 to 105. Okay. 100. They have one egg and one power. We do have an egg. Oh, you do? When, when was that? The first question. Oh, okay. Is that psoriasis for illiteracy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. And who named? Me. You. Okay. It's so easy to say something first. Yeah. I was thinking it was a medical condition for most of Oh, I guess the letter's either. Well, just no, it's just stop being taught. Yeah. Okay. There was at least 64. Okay, so we're on toss up. Um, this man explains that Hitler and Jesus had one thing in common and describes the great American lottery as the decline of personal responsibility in a book filled with messages from the heart and heartland. An earlier book by this man began by observing that many celebrities want to live in Miami, which the author took to be an argument against the reality of global warming. When asked to choose between chips and cookies, this man had responded that he shouldn't have to choose as he is in America. But if he were in a socialist state, he would choose cookies. This man mixes his so-called poor man Seinfeld humor with his 
interpretation of Thomas Paine in his Common Sense Tour. And he recently begun to the 912. Slake went back. Uh, yes. God. It's not like someone's actually funny and then Glenn Beck and he's gets sad. Get off my show! Michael Arnold uh, invented this internet sensation in response to the, the HS Quiz Bowl thread. Attention. Andrew Trzanski in one video featuring this character also features someone in a wheelchair falling down on down an escalator. This is meta, yeah. right? So, for ten points each, name this instrument playing blue clothes wearing pet who follows up embarrassing videos with a jaunty tune. Oh, is that it's not that unicorn? No, it's not just Charlie the. It's a corn. It's a dog. There's an H S and T. I'm sorry. Charlie the unicorn. Uh, it's keyboard cat. Oh, Keyboard Cat. Keyboard oh. Cat is actually owned by Charlie Schmidt, who gave him this name. Oh, God. Sparkles. <laughs> um, What's a cat name? Uh, Sparkle. Garfield. Uh, that's so. That's. <laughs> One of the videos that Keyboard Cat follows is that of an interview with Jonathan, a young boy dressed as a zombie who informs the reporters that he likes this reptile of the order Testudines. Oh, turtles. This is like, uh, right? So, is it turtle? This is the one where he's. The, I like turtles. Turtle? Yes. Okay. <laughs> zombie, yeah. yeah, the zombie one at the fair. Yeah. <laughs> zombie. What do you think of the fair? Yeah. I like those. <laughs> <laughs> Toss of 12. Um, this man's wedding to Clarinda. Clarinda Harris was named on uh, one of 2006 top weddings by Ebony Magazine. An ESPN the Magazine article cites a single play by this man as the start of the sequence that led to James Felton's death, though that ABCD camp dunk would also jumpstart the career of this Bartow native and Mount Zion graduate. His one... Tracy McCready? Yes. Is that power? Uh, yes. Nice. Playing NBA video games <laughs> Tracy McGrady, Mount Zion High School. Nice. I wasn't sure this was like, because there's a lot of people. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I gambled, I guess, and I got uh, it. All, it all paid off. You know how they like, give like, random people who go to these private schools? I would say we need to step it up, but I think we need a step first. It made sense for yeah, it. Answer the following about some 2009 so inductees of the Hockey Hall of Fame for 10 points okay. each. Okay. Besides a cameo in this atrocious movie, in the atrocious movie *Sudden Death*, this inductee and left winger holds many franchise records amassed in his three cents with the Los Angeles Kings. Oh, so it's Robitaille. Okay, Robitaille. Yes. Uh, Robitaille and fellow 2009 inductee Steve Userman and Brett Holm won a Stanley Cup in 2002 while playing for for this yeah. storied octopus-loving franchise. Red Wings. Yes. The only non-player inductee was Lou Lamoriello, a longtime GM of this team. He was acting coach after the firings of Larry Robinson and Claude Julien. Oh, so it's the Devils, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. The Devils? Yeah, so it's 30. Yeah. I mean, they're not expecting people in the hockey. So. I guess, yeah. We broke the left of this, yeah. I guess good for him. Both my favorite teams. The Mighty Ducks. Oh, the king's right. Do I hit that? 
I hate the toss. Plus a 13. A series of tie-in novels based on this series, including The End Game and The Fix, have been written by Todd Goldberg. One minor figure on this short, uh, show, Seymour, is played by the delightfully named character actor Silas Weir Mitchell. That character is an arms dealer who has special throwing knives made for the central char- figure. Other characters include Agent Jason Bly, who at one point was trapped in a bank with the main character, and Nate, the main character's brother. Burnham's. Yes. Yes. What? Burn notice. Oh. Yeah. Your bonus. <laughs> your bonus. When you get burned, you're stuck. <laughs> His film about a cortisone addicted James Mason, bigger than life, was reportedly inspired by an occasional occasion when he discovered his wife Gloria Graham sleeping with his son for ten points each. Name this director of such films as They Live by Night and On Dangerous Ground. Director, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what time period this is. Answer? Uh, it's Nicholas Ray. Ray may be best known for this 1955 film about a disaffected teenager named Jim Stark, which also featured Natalie Wood and James Dean. Oh, it's so. These only so many movies. It's Giant or East of Eden or Rebel Without a Cause. I like Rebel Without a Cause. Rebel Without a Cause. Yes. I mean, that sounds about like a teenager. Ray also directed this 1954 Western, more popular with snooty European directors than American audiences, in which Joan Crawford played the sassy Vienna, while Sterling Hayden played the title gunslinger. So it's not piece of you, what's the other one you said? No, it's the title gunslinger. Western, I don't know. No. Giant. Never mind. No, it's not giant. It's not not a Western. Alright, it's um, Johnny Guitar. Okay, so that's kind of... Toss up 14. Yeah. Toss up 14. Umberto Eco contrasts this character with Nero Wolf in Starsky and Hutch, calls him monstrous in an introduction to an Italian version of a work featuring him. While being played by Michael Rosenbaum, this character describes the veining on his penis and kills all of his friends after his mother appears. Besides that appearance in PG porn, movies featuring this character were made with the assistance of Aaron Skelly and Peter Robbins, while movies titled after this character include Race for Your Life, a him, Bon Voyage, him, and Don't Go Charlie Brown. Uh, That's right, yeah. Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown. Uh, Michael oh. Rosenbaum played Charlie Brown. I don't know who that is. That's the This product is manufactured in the town of Loretto, and bottles of it are notable for being sealed with red wax for 10 points each. Name this liquid which comes in such varieties as gold seal and blue label, and which is made at a distillery once known as Burke Springs. Burke Springs. Is this Jack Daniels? Could Jack Daniels? It's Ma- Maker's Mark. Ah. Maker's Mark is an example of this kind of distinctive American spirit, other examples of which include Four Roses and Wild Turkey. Is this bourbon? Yeah. Bourbon. Yes. This other delightful beverage is the official bourbon of... The Kentucky Derby. Each bottle of this bourbon, was a, which is made at the old Oscar Pepper Distillery, is individually numbered. Oh, 
gracious. Uh, I think it's old something, but if we can't pull yeah, it, I have to say Jack Daniels. But, but is it old? Is it old Hickory? Old Hickory. Uh, it's Woodford Reserve. Yeah. So that's 10 hectares. Also 15. Uh, one track from this artist's latest album, Charles Bukowski's Dinosauria We, can be heard. That track includes the chilling prophecy that radiated men will eat the flesh of radiated men. Another track on this artist's latest album invites the listener to feel real genuine ball skin, while Ghostface announced it's not a Hardy Boy mystery either. At the opening of a track which notes, the part of Mr. Roper was played by Mr. T. That track describes the title Three White Bitches Who Work for Tony Starks and is called Angels. This artist rapped about lactose and lecithin in an album with the word vaudeville in the title, which, while his album Take Me to Your Leader was recorded under the, under the name King Ghidorah. Despite solo success such as Born Like This, he may be better known for a 2005 collaboration with Danger Mouse, the Mouse and the Mask. For 10 points, name this lyrically intricate hip-hop artist whose real name is Daniel DeMille and who collaborated with Madlib on Mad Villainy. Timbaland? Uh, no, but... T-Pain. It's MF Doom. MF that, that takes him seriously. Toss-up 16. This man once uh, challenged Ed McMahon to a game of quarters, while one TV series in which this actor played the lead saw him have imaginary conversations with the dead founder of his company, Mr. Pickering. Richter. Power. I saw tonight showing Ed McMahon. Oh, yeah. Of him challenging Ed McMahon. I heard. Then he said, "Blowing my eyes." One of its opening track, on its opening track, the singer announces, "What a life I lead in the summer." While Skylar Skelsitz's mandolin uh, gently plays for ten points each. Name this five-song EP, which was warmly received in two thousand eight. Like Vampire Weekend's thing, or no, no, maybe this is that um, the one by that. Oh, yeah, just go. It's a, the, the sun. I can't uh, think of it. It's Sun Giant. Sun Giant. Yeah, it's by this band who is going to come up. They have the tower. The, <laughs> they on the SNL. Okay, like. Sun Giant was one of the two releases by this Seattle group in 2008, both of which were much loved by the indie rock press. Their yeah. songs include White Winter Hymnal. Yeah, White Winter Hymnal is by this band. They're really famous <laughs> for being loved by Pitchfork. Um, they are called. The, like a C, maybe. Um, and Man, like, I, uh, I wrote a toss of them. Uh, fleet Foxes. Fleet Foxes. <laughs> the Fleet Foxes have credited this American group whose albums include Pet Sounds as an influence. Oh, it's a feature. Okay, so we should have got 30 points there. Uh, that's all good. Sorry for your pain. You didn't even get hurt, Because I think they're Toss of 17. Uh, this franchise's expansion year. Uh, this franchise's expansion year featured players like Ken McBride, Leon Widener, and Steve Bilko. And that first year saw games played in a ballpark called Wrigley Field. Angels. 
Yes. Oh my power. god. Nice. I was hoping you'd say coast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so smart. This is the coast. <laughs> Alright, and your bonus. It was set in Rutherford, Ohio, and centered on a quasi-family, which was led by Dick Solomon, who worked as a physics professor for 10 points each. Name this TV show in which Dick has a relationship with an anthropology professor played by Jane Curtin. Third Rock, from the sun. Yes. Uh, The show also featured chubby police officer Don Orville, who was played by this actor who appeared as a sweaty police interrogator in Basic Instinct. It's Wayne Knight, isn't it? Yeah. Knight... Yes. Dick had a rival for Mary and Liam Neeson, um, a professor played by this actor who was Lyle uh, Finster, one of Karen's numerous husbands on Will and Grace. Which one of these fat guys from Will and Grace, I guess? I never saw any of Karen's husbands on Will and Grace. Answer? Um, Jones. It's uh, John Cleese. Toss up nineteen. Eighteen. Uh one figure of this name was a member of the Quists who tried to execute a nefarious scheme with a a dominus computer, but was exiled by the nameless dimension after trying to conquer Earth. In a song named for this figure, the speaker imagined skating in his Maybach bends while pumping brown sugar by D'Angelo. That song notes that the speaker is from the murder capital where we murder for capital. Another song about this figure begins with the singer noting that he is cruising on the gray snakes till my dying day and invites the listener to call the singer the title figure if you think you should. In addition to these tracks by Jay-Z and Bob Seger, this is the name of the song featured by Jupiter's Nova in in 2010. While in Latin poetry, this word just designates the morning star. For ten points, give this word, which identifies a fallen angel. Uh, fallen angel, Gabriel. Uh, no. five. Uh, also known as Satan. Um, Lucifer. That's right. Yeah. Yes. My bad. Another skull. Yeah. Your bonus. This team won its first World Series title in 1980 when it defeated Kansas City and won a second much more recently for 10 points each. Name this National League franchise whose current rotation includes Joe Blanton and whose roster includes Chanho Park. Phillies. Yes. When the Phillies won the 1980 World Series, they were managed by this man who manages the Met, who managed the Mets in the mid-90s before being succeeded by Bobby Valentine. Um, oh. I don't remember this. Gracious. They talked about this guy so much during the... Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, Johnson's... Dallas Green. That's right. Uh, The final out of this series came when this Kansas City outfielder struck out for the 12th time in the series. The 705 at-bats in 1980 stood as a major league record until 2007. This is... Otis. Uh, It's Willie Wilson. It sure is. (laughs) That's pretty tough. Davey Johnson was probably fired before. Good guess. That's why 19. This man recently offered a deal on his website in which he would paint a watercolor portrait of anyone who sent him a picture and $20. A recent work by this man depicts his Aunt Suzette, 
who tells him about his life as a rural school teacher. In addition to The Thorn in the Heart, this man has directed a film which featured a woman named Lila who wrote a book called Fuck Humanity. That film, which starred Tim Robbins and Patricia Arquette, was 2001's Human Nature, while another um, film directed by this man featured Tom Wilkinson as Dr. Howard Mirzwiak. He directed Dave Chappelle's Block Party as well as a film starring Gail Gail Garcia Bernal. The Science of Sleep, though this director's most famous film starred Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey. For 10 points, name this French director of Be Kind, Rewind, and the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Luc Besson. He's so much more awesome than it was. Okay, that's... Um, Michel Gondry. Oh, Gondry! Toss up 20. Brian claims that the value of an album by this person has been reduced due to the artist's signature and half baked. A non musical portion of one song written by this artist is used as a sample on the Beastie Boys' High Plains Drifter after the title character is pulled over for dragging mailboxes. That sample finds a long hair being ordered out of a car. Another uh, song written by this band for his best-known band notes the strength and kindness of Pisces Virgo Rising. As a solo artist, this man wrote a song that notes that metal under tension is begging you to touch and go. From the Top Gun soundtrack... Loggins. Yes. Mm-hmm. Alright, dangerous. What's the score? Um, 250, so you guys have 175 performance? Yes. Okay. Um, and your bonus. It observes that the shadow on the darker side and notes that you... Um, oh, the shadows are on the darker side and notes that you can make a break, you can win or lose. When, this, when the title phenomenon is taking place for 10 points each. Name this hit song from the 80s, which has a memorable saxophone part. Answer. Glory days. The heat is on. Oh, yeah. The Heat Is On was a hit from the, for this singer who was one of the founders of the Eagles. Is Glenn Fry? Fry. Yes. Uh, Glenn Fry was reportedly the uh, inspiration for the character of Russell Hammond in this 2000 film, which featured Patrick Fugit as the young William Miller. Is this almost famous? Yeah. Almost famous. So that's 20. Okay. Final score, unrestricted free agents, 250, Silicon Rage, 205.